Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the J Mokopo podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for subscribing. If you're listening to this on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, I'm so grateful that you made the time uh, to listen to this today. I believe this message is going to bless your life. So prepare your heart, prepare your mind, and let's hear God's word. The title uh, of the message I'd like to share today is called The Worst Enemy. Amen. You see, each one of us have come into this place and we are saying we want to be awakened as men. You know, as a man, your life can often go through a lot of ups and downs. There can be so much that is expected of you as a man. Can someone say amen? Amen. There are a lot of disappointments that you will face and things that you will have to overcome or things that you feel like you have failed at doing. But in this time, we are trusting that God would awaken us in this place. Can someone say amen today, church? The worst enemy. I remember growing up and in high school, you know, the the guys used to fight in high school. And the way that uh, a young guy would be respected is, you know, you can be in different types of fights, but you're only fully respected if you're able to fight the strongest guy in the grade. You're only called strong or you're only called victorious or people can look at you and say, hey, you are tough only if you are on the same level as the biggest threat around us. As men, we must understand that God has called you to walk in victory. God has not called you to walk in defeat. Can someone say amen? God has not called you to walk as a man with his head looking down, asking himself what happened. But God has called you as a man to rise up in his strength to be who he's called you to be in your family, in your marriage, for your children, in your church and in your community. But church, if you are going to be a man who walks in victory, you have to be able to take out the worst enemy. Many men we can, can feel proud because you've taken out a lesser enemy. But the question is, can you take out your worst enemy? We know with, with young men in our African um, cultures around all in Africa, there would be a rite of passage that you would have to be able to pass something in order to be called a man, to be able to be called trustworthy. I believe that God calls each one of us to the same thing. The book of Judges chapter 6 verse 1 to 2, we see the story of the life of a man called Gideon. We're just going to get some lessons from this uh, passage and I pray that God will use it to minister and touch our lives today. The book of Judges chapter 6 verse 1 to 2, it says, The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of the Midian for seven years. And the hand of the Midian overpowered Israel, and because of Midian, The people of Israel made for themselves dens that are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. How many of you know that there are things that can make men want to run into caves? How many of you know that there are things in this world that because maybe we have made mistakes as men, because we have failed or we got the wrong information as men, The problems of the world have chased us into caves and chased us into strongholds. And we can look at those things 
that have caused pain or those things that have caused um, stress in our lives. And we can look at those things and think those are the enemy. Those are the things that must change. But church, I'm here to tell you that there is a worse enemy than that. Let us continue to look in the book of Judges chapter 6, verse, uh, just moving into verse 11 to 16. It says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the tabernacle of at Orpah, which belonged to Joash, the, the Abizrite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why then has all this happened to us? And where are all the wonderful deeds that our father encountered to, encountered to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you? And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest of Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you. You shall strike the Midianites as one man. Can someone say amen today? God says to Gideon that all of these problems, I will make it as if you are fighting one person. How, how many of you have ever fought one man? Okay, we're in church. We, 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 we forgot those days, maybe. But, but you will know that fi fighting one person is still not easy. Being up against one man is not an easy task. But the Bible says all of Midian would be as if you're fighting one person. Now, if I am you, and while I read scripture, I ask myself, then who could this one man be? Who, what is this, how could this whole fight of these problems around Gideon's life, how can it be reduced into one man? Can someone say amen today? The Bible speaks of an enemy in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. The book of John chapter 10 verse 10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and life abundantly. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 to 27, excuse me for running through these verses. But Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 to 27, it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And then verse 27 says something very interesting. It says, give no opportunity to the devil. It says, give no opportunity to the devil. So what the Bible is communicating is what the enemy can do in your life. It happens via opportunity. Are you hearing me, church? I ask you right now, if all these doors were closed in this auditorium, were closed, and they told us that this whole auditorium is surrounded by lions and they are hungry and says we are stuck in this place they are lions here and there's one person in this room who has the keys 
Who's the dangerous person? Who do you fear more? The one with the keys. <laughs> because if he decides to open the door, the lions come in. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 19, it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. These are not only good things. Sometimes via your actions, you can stop good things from coming to your life. Sometimes via your actions, you can prevent power of God moving in your family via your actions. Why? You're the one with the keys. And the Bible says, don't give the devil an opportunity. Don't open the door for the enemy. What I'm saying with all of that is, church, if Jesus says the keys are in your hands and the enemy is like a lion on the prowl, it means that the enemy is the lesser threat than you. It means you in your life, don't have to worry, don't have to be too worried about what the enemy will do. You don't have to be too worried about what the world will say or the things you will face. You have to be more worried about yourself. Will you open the door for these wrong things to happen in your marriage? Will you be the one who opens the door for the enemy in your family? Will you be the one who opens the door for the enemy in your community? You see, church... When God was speaking to, to Gideon, God didn't want his attention to be on the Midianites, on the problems around him. What God began to do in the life of Gideon was he began to walk with Gideon on a journey that Gideon must conquer himself before he's going to conquer the things around him. Is anybody hearing me today? Are they men of God who are hearing me today? The worst enemy is closer than you think. And it's in the name. It's not an inner you. It's not an inner him. It's not an inner them. It's an enemy. Your problem is you. And you have to learn to conquer yourself. When a man can conquer himself, he can conquer a nation. When a husband can conquer himself, he can conquer his marriage. When a man can conquer himself, he can conquer his kids. But often we are fighting the wrong battles instead of dealing with ourselves. So God said, Gideon, I will make the Midianites like one man that you have to strike down. And that person he had to take down was himself. Am I making sense today to anyone today? So I wanted to give us three strikes. The Bible says that Gideon would strike down the enemy. But there are places in our lives that we also need to strike down. And I'm, I'm wanting to give each one of you three strikes so that we can conquer ourselves as men. Number one, strike number one. The journey that God brought Gideon through was, strike number one is stop asking why and start asking how. Can someone say amen today? Amen. Can the men of God say amen today? Amen. I want to encourage you to stop asking why and start asking how. 
when God came to Gideon and brought this word to him, the first thing Gideon says in Judges chapter 6, verse 13, it says, And Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why? Why has this happened? Why is this going on in the country? Why in my marriage? Why in my community? But as God spoke to him, and as he began to hear the word of God, we see in verse 14 to 15, we says, The Lord returned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Do not I send you. Verse 15 says, He said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? You see, if you as a, I believe a man of God is not necessarily a pastor. I believe a man of God is not necessarily someone who even knows how to preach. A man of God is somebody is a man who belongs to God. And as a man of God, if you are going to conquer yourself, you need to stop asking yourself why when things are not going your way. You need to start saying, how will we overcome this? It's not why is the marriage going through a rocky patch. We need to ask ourselves, how are we going to restore the love in the household? It's not why is my business not picking up as I wanted to. We begin to say how. You see, when you say why, you've put yourself in the place of a victim. Now you're a victim. Why me? They say if you ask low-quality questions, you get low-quality answers. Why? 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 You're just going deeper in your depression. But we need to make a decision to say, how are we going to get out of this? Not just how will you get out, but how will God deliver you? God, I'm waiting for how you'll restore my marriage, how you'll restore my focus, how you'll bring back encouragement to me again. There's a statistic that has gone out in the world that says that in the whole world, South, men in South Africa are the second highest in rates of suicide. Can someone say amen today? What that means is it's very likely that there are people in this room who are dealing with depression. Very likely it means that there are men in this place that you have been dealing and fighting with depression. Maybe some of you, even just to be here, it was a big fight. But you got here and God bless you for it. But when you're depressed and if you're fighting depression, the worst questions to ask yourself is why? You see, we need to begin to hear what God said. God told Gideon, go in this might of yours. Gideon felt that his might is not enough. But even though he, it is not much, God can use something that is not a lot to do great things. Can someone say amen today? Amen. The one way, strike number one, the one way to conquer yourself is to stop asking why and start asking how. How will we overcome? Strike number two. As God was helping Gideon overcome and conquer himself, strike number two is you must destroy the fear of men and you must develop the fear of God. Can someone say amen today? 
Can someone say amen today? As a man of God, you must fight the fear of man. And you must begin to develop the fear of God. You see, sometimes as men, we, we like to pride ourselves that ah, I don't care what they say. I'm going to do it this way. I don't care. I don't care. But the truth is many men really care. Tell the person next to you, you care. You care about how people see you. That's the reason why when they said, uh, we were doing that icebreaker and they said, it's me. Some of you, yeah, you, you, you couldn't. Because you don't want people to look at you a certain way. What is that? The fear of man. Another way that men, it's proven that we fear man more than we fear God. There are certain things that you will do as a man. There are certain things you will say that you are more worried if Muruti would see you than if God sees you. It proves that you fear man more than you fear your God. When God is watching you every day, every second. Not just the things you do, but the things on your mind. You see, if you're going to conquer yourself, you have to get to a place where you have destroyed the fear of man and you've developed the fear of God on the inside of you. Where you fear God. Can someone say amen today? Let's see how, how, how God did that in the life of Gideon. We see um, in Judges chapter 6 verse 25 to 27 it says, That night the Lord said to him, Take your father's bull and the second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal, that your father has and cut down the Asherah that is beside it and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold here with stones laid in due order. Then take the second bull and offer it up as a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah that you may cut it down, that, that you shall cut down. So Gideon took 10 men of his servants and did as the Lord had told him. But because he was too afraid of his family and the men of the town to do it by day, he did it by night. What we see here is God had commanded Gideon to do something, but because he was afraid of what people will say, he did it while people were not watching. Amen? He did it while people were not watching. Now, this says that Gideon was fighting with the fear of man and fighting with fear on the inside of him. You know, church, the Bible does not necessarily call you as a man to be fearless. But the Bible calls you to be courageous. Can someone say amen? Because the truth is, as a man, there are things that make you afraid. There are things that can keep you up at night. There are things that you are worried about. Financially. Family-wise. Sometimes it's just you have a fear. When a snake comes by, you scream like a 12-year-old girl. But there are fears that men have. But God does not say, be fearless. He says, be courageous. What is courage, church? Courage means even if you are afraid, you do it while you are afraid. Men, are you hearing me? It is even if you are scared, you do it while you are scared. 
That means you are courageous. This is what the word to Joshua was. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be fearless, but be courageous. Church, I want to encourage you as men to begin to say that even if you are afraid of something, you are still going to go there. Even if you are afraid of what may happen, if you start that business, you're still going to have courage and take God at his word and step into what he's called you to do. It's not about being fearless, but it's about saying fear will not stop you. You see, as a man, if you make a decision that was inspired by fear, you made the wrong decision. If you make a decision that when we ask you, why did you do that? You say, I was scared. It's the wrong decision. So I want to call you, if you are ever walking in life and you are making decisions, you are leading your family, you are leading your business, and you get to a point where fear makes you want to go the other direction, remember what the word of God is to you where it says, be strong and courageous. It's not just something that the Bible says that it's a nice thing to have. It's a command to you to be strong and courageous. It doesn't say don't be afraid. It says, have courage. It doesn't say, don't be scared. It says, be brave. Because I can't call you brave if you are not scared. There's nothing I can honor in your life if you are not scared while you did that. So if you're going to overcome yourself, you have to strike down the spirit of fear. And take on a courageous spirit. Can someone say amen today? Amen. You see, when you have the fear of man, sometimes when you do things for God, you're going to be labeled. People will give you labels and they'll give you names. In the book of Judges, the Bible tells us they began to call Gideon Jerubabal. Jerubabal. What does that mean? It means his reputation changed when he obeyed God. His, repu his reputation changed. And the, the thing I want to ask you, are you more concerned about your reputation than obeying God? Because if you're too worried about your reputation changing, you will never overcome. And the last thing I want to say as I'm coming to a close, I'm going to ask you just to support me. The third way that we strike down ourselves, or we strike down, or, or we overcome and conquer ourselves, is that you must be willing to lose your power and trust in God's power. Can someone say amen? You must be willing to, to walk in a place where you feel you don't have power and only trust in what God can do. You see, we know the story of Gideon. The Bible says basically he had about 32,000 men while he was going up to fight. And God told him, all the men who are afraid who are too scared to fight. Those ones, let them go home. The ones who fear is controlling them, let them go home. Then he was left with 10,000. Then from 10,000, what the Bible says is God told Gideon to reduce it all the way down to 300. Because God didn't want Gideon to trust in his own strength. The problem with many of us men, we, we trust in our own strength. I'll come to church if I'm strong. 
I'll join that ministry if, I'm, if I feel strong enough. I'll, I'll, I'll keep leading this family if I'm fine. But there are times when we walk on a journey with God where we are walking in weakness. Where it's not about how strong we are, it's about how strong our God is. The problem with many of us is we stop the journey when we feel that weakness. We say, I'll come back when I'm strong. But what God wanted to do in Gideon's life, he said, I need you to walk in a place where you are only trusting in me. Can someone say amen today? Can someone say amen today? You see, you won't win the fight outside if you can't win the fight inside. God had to get Gideon to overcome the fight outside by starting inside first. The book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 says, so we do not lose heart though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. In the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 12, it says, And the Lord came to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. God was not speaking to the circumstances around Gideon. He was speaking to the inner man. He says, There's a mighty man on the inside of you. There's a mighty man on the inside of you. There's a mighty man on the inside of you. Men of God, are you hearing me? I pray you hear God speak to you where he says, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. He's not speaking to how it looks. He's speaking to what's inside. Because that's where it must start, church. And I believe God wants to call men today to step into who he's, who he's called them to be by starting to overcome themselves. Can someone say amen today? I'm going to ask us men, can we please stand on our feet? I just want us to pray together in this place. I want us to pray and just reflect on this message where number one, we spoke about the first strike is to stop asking why and start asking how. To stop being a victim and start saying that, God, you've called me to victory. The second point I said was to stop to destroy the fear of man and start to develop the fear of God. And number three I said was we must be willing to lose our power and trust in God's power. I don't know what in this message may be ministered to you personally. I don't know what it was in this sermon that God maybe laid his hand on in you. But what I want us to do is begin to say, God, I pray that you would help me to overcome me, to conquer myself. Amen, church. Amen, church. So church, I want us to begin to, to lift up our hands and to think about, for, for some of us, it's marriage, it's family, it's business. Whatever it could be, but to say, God, I pray, may I conquer myself first. And then I'm believing that the things around me will be taken down as well. Men of God, can we lift up our hands?
and you know what you are facing, you know what you need to overcome, let's begin to lift it before God. Let's pray. Thank you so much for listening to the Jamo Copper podcast. Um, you know, I get reports, uh, you know, so many uh, inboxes, DMs about just what God is doing through this podcast. So I just want to say thank you for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please pass it on to them. Send them the links. Uh, but also, if you have time, could you please rate the podcast on Apple Podcast, write a review uh, and on uh, Spotify, it really helps the podcast, you know, reach higher heights, reach more people and, you know, help the ministry do what it needs to do. So if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. I hope you have a great week. God bless you. Take care.